Cannon Johnson and Dan Block are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. What's happening, bro? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? I've got double the music playing in my ear, and that is crazy. I have done something wrong, but I got it figured out, man. Hey, we do really good job at screwing things up. But hey, hey wait, wait, wait. I got to hit this button. You ready? Guys, Yo. this is brand new. Uh, there's only been like four people that have heard this. There's only 10 now. Go, 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 go. go. Cannon Johnson and Dan Block are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. That's not the right one, though. Yeah, that's the right one, bro. No, it's not. That's not the same one. That's not the same one. New podcast intro, guys. Hey, get rid of that timer, bro. Dude, my phone has been turned off for the last two hours, and it is banging up of control. You hear this, Dan? You should probably turn that on silent. Hey, Louise. Well, hey, guys. uh, Welcome to my fence life. It is officially Wednesday. When you see these two clowns on your Facebook live (laughs) feed, you know. Damn, is it already Wednesday? And yes, it is. And if you live in Medina, Tennessee, Wednesday means one thing. It's hump day. It also means another thing. Tomorrow is trash day. Kristen, make sure we get the garbage can to the road because they're coming tomorrow. And if you don't have it by the road, they are not stopping. Okay? So Wednesday is kind of a big deal for Cannon Johnson in yeah, Medina, we gotta Tennessee. We gotta get so anyways, Dan, what's going on, dude? I'm good, man. Um, for some reason, I can't see how many people are watching. Is that because the timer's in the way? Or something? Something's going on, man. Oh, the timer didn't start. What's happening tonight? Everything's yeah, screwed up. We're behind. We got an hour and two minutes to fill up, you know. That is just a, that's just a rule of thumb, though. We do not have to stick with it. Uh, so, Dan, uh, let's, let's talk about my fence life. Has anything exciting happened in your fence life over the last seven days? Because if not... I can feel that. I can feel that slot right there. Well, I I, I saw what happened with you. What did you see? Big wreck. I only, well, show, I only yeah. show some things. <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to my guys, man. We uh we really stepped the game up. We swung for the fences in in March, and we're uh, feeling the effects of it now in April. Uh, my guy Terry who was on one of my crews. He really just kind of teaches everybody. So new guys get on Terry's truck. He's constantly teaching, teaching, teaching. Well, we got Terry a truck, and he's being our working foreman, and he's going from job to job. He's being a support for the guys if they need anything, forgot something, something broke, whatever. He's running around. He's teaching guys. He's videoing. He's doing a lot. If you follow Terry Batto on um, on uh, Facebook, you'll see uh, – See, he's always video and stuff. But anyway, he's doing a great job, man. He literally has taken over my mornings. I don't do anything. I just have a brief little text with him, and 
he's getting the crews out. He's getting them loaded. He knows what jobs they're going to. He knows they're going to finish half a day. So we got to load you up for your next job. Completely taking that off my plate. It's been a great thing. He's really stepped up to the Listen point. to you acting like you just now started not doing anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. This is not new, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then. Well, wait, and then we promoted this guy, Connor. I want to get my guys recognized. All right, all right, let's talk about Connor. We promoted this guy, Connor. He's been with me not even a year, maybe. I'd have to look. He's running a crew, and his third guy in the crew has been out uh, for the past couple of days. And he is building fence faster than what we normally do because we keep track of all that. And he's down a man. So I can't wait to see what he's going to do. We just got a lot going on, man, and my guys are stepping up to the plate, and I just wanted to give them recognition because I know they all watch the show and are listen yeah. to it later. So so he's down a man and he's faster? Well, he just started, so we don't I, know. I how, hate to be that man down. <laughs> Poor guy. We don't, know, we don't know how fast his crew is. He might have lost a job, man. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't know how fast his crew is yet because we just started his crew like last week and he's down a man and he's already faster than average. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's great. You know, great things happening over here. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. I see you watching. Look what I got, Rachel. Rachel Cruze. Cruze. You got my, my salesman sticker on my headset. (laughs) Mine's mine's in the mail. Uh, UPS has lost mine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Good stuff, man. So yeah, Dan, uh, you you were doing this earlier. I guess you saw uh, my little Facebook video of uh, the trailer getting smashed by this F one fifty. Yeah, flying forty five miles an hour through a residential neighborhood, not paying attention, smashed yeah. straight up into the back of our trailer. Um, so my fence life, uh, guys, it's always something going on. If if you if you were out here in the field running the, running the, running a fencing running a fencing operation you know it's literally every day it's something and you don't know what it's going to be so you got to be ready you got to be prepared you got to be down to fight at any given moment because it's 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 coming you know and and the moment that you that you uh uh you know you look across the table you look at the, the horizon and everything that you should be doing and it's all done that's the moment that you need to be the most prepared because it's going to happen you know and so <laughs> You just don't ever know. I got out on the fence line the other day, man. I'll tell you something funny here, man. I, I got I got a funny one for you. Um, so fence guys, you ever get you ever get a truck stuck? You ever get a truck stuck in the grass and the mud? You ever, that ever happened to you? Yeah, right. So yeah, all the time. Uh, you, you don't ever quite know what you're gonna get into. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you something, man. Four wheel drive on a fence truck ain't like four wheel drive on a Jeep Grand Cherokee. It's different. Okay, we're heavy. We're loaded. We got trailers. It does not work the same. All right. So I'm going to tell you this little story about uh, two weeks ago, I was helping a fence crew. I wanted to tell you all this before, but we didn't have the time for working at working on this property. And I joined the crew. And the homeowner's like, hey, man, y'all can drive to that field there. Don't don't park here in the driveway. Y'all drive to that field right there. It, it, it doesn't rain like an inch overnight, you know. And, uh, oh my God. I, <laughs> so, so anyways, the guy telling us, Hey, yeah, just drive that field. You won't get stuck. Yada, yada. I'm like, man, I don't know. You don't know these trucks, you know, oh, you won't get stuck. Anyways, 
We drive through the field. That's what the guy tells us to do, right? It's his field. You won't get stuck. Stay right. on the high ground. All right. Well, guess what? We got stuck. All right. So I got to tell you the story, man, of how we get unstuck. All right. So if you ever get out with your fans crew, you, you know, like, they're, everybody's looking at you. Like, when stuff gets real and stuff gets hard, they're looking at you. They'll be like, hey, we're not backing down from this. We're going to push. We're going to get it out, you know. So we take the truck and we take it off the trailer. <laughs> and uh, it was it was myself. Who all was this pushing? Uh, no. myself, yeah, well, me, a guy named Corey, uh, which he'll pop up in the comments before the show's over, and a guy named Sean. All right. And uh, we take the trailer, we disconnect the tongue from the ball. And uh, Brandon Swain is up in the truck, you know. And I see the truck is wanting, after the trailer comes off, it's wanting to go. And a you know, Tennessee boy, I'm like, oh, all we need is a little push, y'all. Get up behind here. Let's push it. They look at me like I'm crazy. Man, we can't push this three quarter tire truck. No, we're not going to push it, but we're going to help it. That's all it needs is a little help, right? A little help. So listen. <laughs> we get up behind his truck, and I'm like, all right, Brandon, go. Three of us, push him. You've been there, right? Got your hands yeah. up on the truck. Push or go, go, Brandon, go. Well, he, he, he gets on it and then lets off of it. I said, Brandon, I want you to give it hell, all right? Yeah. <laughs> and so one, two, three, give it hell, go. We push, we push, we push. Well, sure enough, the truck, come, truck comes out the, out the mud, all right? And as soon as the truck comes out, all I hear is – like the sound of mud just going, hitting the trailer that we had just took off the truck. All right. Yeah. And so I get, I get out of the way real fast. Corey gets out of the way real fast. Sean somehow or another thought, well, man, if I stay up behind this truck, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Man, <laughs> listen. You got pepped. <laughs> Immediately, like point, point 0.2 milliseconds. It was like, <laughs> this junker was not muddy completely caked in mud like we had a mud machine gun and <laughs> like you can't even see him can't even see his eyes man i wonder how many people i, th I think the audience is laughing let me see <laughs> couldn't pass it up Janet. i couldn't pass it up Anyways, so look, he walks off. He 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 walks off away from us, and all I hear is this real loud, ex explicitive, right? <laughs> and I'm like, and he's he's not looking our way. He's looking. He's like back towards us, and I'm like, oh, he's a he mad. He mad. He mad, bro. He mad. And so, uh, you know, let a little minute go by, and uh, damn man, I, 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 I need to be help. Built his fence. He can't be mad at me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I walked over to him. His back's turned toward me. And so I've kind of, uh, I kind of forgotten how bad uh, he got covered. <laughs> and I walked up behind him. I'm like, hey, Sean, listen, man, it got me too. And then he turns around and he looks at me. He looks at him. He's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't give it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Um, well, we try not to pull in people's fields and stuff. When we get all in this shit over here. Uh, hey Scott Jarrett, man, what's up? Kudos to your backdrop. Come a long way. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, thank you, Scott. He was with us when we were sitting on our golf cart talking. Yeah, Scott needs to uh come see us. We just sold a big, big job, Scott. Courtyard aluminum. Uh yeah, diggers, aluminum, all flanged, flares, going around this beautiful pool. We're gonna do a curve, we're gonna do a couple curved panels. 
be nice. Be nice. We just put up a courtyard fence and gate system with some guitars on it. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that, man. So we had this couple came in, and I told them, hey, come to our office. We got a little showroom. It's not 100%, but you can touch and feel and see and all this good stuff. And uh, the um, because the guy was like, I don't know. Maybe I want to go with the cheaper stuff because I like, look, I got another option for you. We can get it quicker, and it's cheaper, but it's not the same quality. So he comes to the office, sees everything, walks in Dylan's office. Dylan's got a 55 or 65 inch TV in his office where he pulls up company cam, showing the customer the pictures and the videos and lines drawn and what we're going to do and our notes. And the customer's looking at his wife like, where did these guys come from? You know? <clears throat> so when it was all said and done, I was like, all right, well, look, you know, we'll go ahead and get you a price on the other stuff. And he said, uh, you know what? No, we're not going to do the other stuff. We're going to stick with your stuff. So I was like, awesome. That's what I want to hear. So he was, uh, he wanted the job. He didn't even want the other price. He called it in. So let's roll with it. So it's a nice big aluminum job. Scott's going to be happy. Courtyard, baby. Courtyard for the win. Yeah. Yeah, man. You can't beat that stuff. It's amazing. Well, then I got a question for you. Oh, yeah. We got a guest tonight, right? Is it just me or are you tired of listening to me too? I could listen to you all day, Cannon. Cannon did not return one single phone call or text message today, guys. I was getting a little nervous, and uh, I'm going to have to find a new friend. We have stuff going on here, Dan. <laughs> Every day. Like always. Well, look, let's not beat around the bush. I don't want to talk to you, and you don't want to talk to me. That's what I hear. Let's talk about our guest tonight. Yeah. Guys, we are shining the spotlight on women of the fencing industry tonight. And we got a freaking guest, I think, that's going to be pretty cool. So, Dan, without any further ado, let's welcome to the stage Mrs. Tessa Marie. Hey. What's going on? Come on, dance for us, Tess. Oh, no, I charge for that. <laughs> What's happening? Nothing much, nothing much. You got your shades on. I do. That's our trademark. Oh, like really? Eric Church over there. Mm, yeah, <laughs> this is church. What a, what a, you know, Eric Church. The what? Eric, Eric Church. church. <laughs> Eric church. We got a weed whacker in the background. We got a dartboard. Are you, are you in the garage? Neon lights. Are you in the ball? Practically, it's pretty much the same thing. Cave bar, you know. I Friday night hangout. I just got my bar in. It came in like last week, and I started stocking it behind me. So I I'm saw loving, that. I'm loving it. Loving it. Well, Tessa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about where you are. Like, is that neon lights changing in the background? What is that I'm seeing? Oh yeah, really? we got the rainbow LEDs. Wow, that's cool. What a Got box something in the back. This is, yes. this is going to be great, man. For ice and beer. So if y'all don't know, Tessa is pretty active in the Facebook groups. She's um, always commenting and stuff, and somebody's walking in my office. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot he was here. Look who's here, guys. Yeah. Old Benji McKinney with Clever Fox. Dot online. Go ahead, hit the bourbon. I forgot. Wow. 
I forgot Benji was here, man. Benji's in town, and I got a spare office, and uh, he's using it to work. Nice. And um, he's been here for the past couple of days. But, um, yeah, man, um, make yourself at home back there. <laughs> what a clever fox. Yeah. What a clever little fox sneaking in here grabbing my whiskey. <laughs> well, Tessa. Hey, Tessa, you and I got something in common. Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard the, uh, the, the little joke? Because um, you're the only 10 I see. Have you heard that? No. <laughs> What's that? How do you say it, Dano? I, I, I don't know. I've never never used a corny joke like All right, that. So it's, a pick, it's, a, it's, it's, it's called the Tennessee pickup line. I just Googled it. I want to say it right. Here we go. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. It says, oh, this. It says, you must be from Tennessee, because you're the only 10 I see. Oh, wow. See, no one's ever used to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. <laughs> I get it a lot. Yeah. I haven't heard it. From but, Dan. Uh, like I was saying before I was interrupted by old Clever Fox, um, Tessa is real active in all the groups. She's always commenting. Um, what I like about her is, is she's always trying to learn. She doesn't know something. She'll ask a question, and... If she's got it figured out, got a little bit of experience in it, she'll, uh, hey, this is what we do, you know. Let me show you how we're going to rack this aluminum gate. Let me show you what we do here. Um, you just got finished doing a big job that had some really nice rolls to it, and it was uh, it was a, a challenging job, and it came out nice, man. I really like what y'all are doing over there, and I like your feedback in the groups, you know. So, but uh, anyway... Woman, you're a woman of fencing, right? Yeah. I want to hear your story. I want to hear, I want to hear how uh, how Tessa Marie got into fencing, where she's from, how she got where she's at. Tell us about your cruise. Tell tell us your fence life. And it's rare. It's rare. It's rare to see a woman leading fence. So this is gonna be good. So yeah. Anyway, Tessa. Well, yeah, it's been a weird ride. So, um, you know, I mean, I've had my hands on fence since I was a little bitty. My my dad's side of the family, all my uncles and stuff, they hang out on the weekends and build fence for friends or, you know, have a barbecue. Hey, let's build some fence. But, you know, it wasn't business or anything, just kind of, you know, family helping family, friends, so on and so forth. So that's that's how I spent my weekends. Um, the summers, when I was in junior high on up, I worked on one of my uncle's ranches. And, of course, anyone who does ag knows there's constant repairs to be done, maintenance, that that sort of thing. So um, I got my feet wet when I was very young, but I never did it as a business. And I've tried 25 different career paths, got my degree in criminal justice, tried that for a while. And just something kept pulling me, pulling me this direction. And oh, wow. now, now I know why. And ended up in Tennessee about Six years ago or so. And you're in East East Tennessee. What you're in the hills. Oh yes, definitely. Right right outside Chattanooga. And um, I like how you don't say Chattanooga. You say Chattanooga. 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 You, you, you drop the whole <laughs> syllable. I like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's the Texas in me. So, so you got you got what kind of degree do you have? Say say that again. Criminal justice. Wow. So you got you got a college degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, that explains the shades. 
Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that explains the shade. Chips. It, it comes in handy every now and then when you got to de-escalate, you know, one of them neighbors that we get occasionally. And, um, kind of flick them, flick them a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we had, we had one the other, I say the other day, it was about a couple months ago. And I'm sitting in the truck and I'm, I'm out, I'm doing some paperwork and, and the guys are, putting up an aluminum fence and we've been in the neighborhood we've put several fences up in there and the neighbor he already had an aluminum fence and this guy he comes out and he starts yelling at, at my guys because you know my client's fence was not placed where he wanted it mm. so he he's got to come now mind you i've been out there you know pretty much the whole day Mm -hmm. Didn't say a word. He'd come out, you know, nod his head. Nothing. He wouldn't say nothing to me. But as soon as I go sit in that truck, every single time, they, you know, they'll come out and start yapping right. at the curb. My son, he's my lead installer, and he's like, "Hold on a minute, <laughs> go get the boss." <laughs> so the man starts walking. And he's old, bless his heart. He starts walking inside, and I'm just like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know. Oh, well, I don't like where they're putting this fence. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, it's not really your fence, is it? Oh, when, when, he, so, when, when, when your son brings him to the truck, I'm like, you got the boss out here, and he rolls the window down, and there's a lady. Is it? Is it like, is that weird? You know, like, do, you see I, it on, do you see it on their face? Like, damn, I didn't expect that. I think so. I, I, You know, because it's like, what do you do? I mean, I'm literally like midget. I'm like, you know, five foot, five foot tall. You know? <laughs> oh, you're Dan. You're like Dan. Right, and I hop out of this big old truck, and you know it's black. It's got tinted windows, so you know we already look a little sketch. And then I pop out, you know, I've got this little walk, you know, I got a little attitude in my step, and it's like, hey, how's it going? With the right, <laughs> they're just like, whoa. I mean, I'm just kind of like, they don't know what to think. It's just like, okay, what's going on? You know what I used to do, Tessa? I used to be like, uh, you know, look, sir, I'm just out here working. I know I got to put the fence here. Is call the number on the truck. Right. Get with the office because I can't stop unless the office tells me to stop. Okay. Right. So if they if they call me and tell me to stop, I'll stop. And I'd reach in my pocket, put my phone on vibrate, and just go back to work. <laughs> and he'll come back and say, "Well, no one's answered. Well, did you leave a message?" That's a good one. <laughs> well, Tessa, oh. how, how did you how did you handle it? What'd you tell the guy? So you know, we we kind of went back and forth for a while, and then he starts, you know telling us how we're doing it wrong and i'm just like all right this guy and he's old i mean what what are you gonna do you know it's right. like i'm i'm still gonna have some respect but you know we're a little sarcastic i ain't gonna lie and he he starts making these little comments and, and my son you know he oh he starts he has a cane he's like banging his cane up on the fence and my son's like whoa 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 don't don't touch the fence man you know we we just set those posts and you know, he's still, I'm going to get you and, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this and that. And my son's like, okay, well, show me. <laughs> and the man starts walking down and I start walking down and I'm just laughing. I mean, I'm just like, I'm just like, oh my God, the, the, this old man is really going to come over here. And, and he, I was, my son was like, he was ready to get hit. Like he wasn't getting, he wasn't threatening, but he was just like, he was ready just to kind of be like, hey, I got hit by a cane from an old man. 
and I was ready to. I was like, it'd be like, here, get him. You know? How but, old is your son? Oh, he's he will be twenty in a couple of weeks, and he's been building since he was twelve. But yeah. So, um, and there's a story behind that too. Why he's been building since twelve, huh? Yes, definitely. So you know, he had to step up as man of the house. So, um, he's been a huge part of our company. He's it's like I told him the other day. You're 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 the backbone, bro. You're you're the backbone. Yeah, you're the um, engine that runs this train. Exactly. So, yeah. which you know, we've had some we've had some issues with that um, over the past, especially getting new you know guys on the crew because. It's either we get them young and they're just, you know, they don't know how to use a hammer or read a tape measure, or we get the other aspect of, you know, the guys who got, you know, the older gentlemen, you know, about our age, you know, 30, 40, and their experience, but they don't want to get told what to do by a 19 year old. I got so, the same problem. I got a crew that I've got a 20 year old, you know, I, I say kid, but I mean, this kid's been building fence for me for, I don't know, three years now. He's running a crew and he's got a, a early 30s and a mid 30 guy on the crew with him and he's telling him what to do every day. So it's a little it's a little iffy. So I got to throw my guy Terry in there to kind of break things up because Terry's in his mid 30s. And right. Yeah, it's it's that's a tough one. You know, it's tough. You know, I know one one instance we had a guy just hired on been with us like a day or two and for some reason i thought he or he thought he was gonna come help us like help our business and i'm like bro like this may be your first fence but this is not ours and you know he's trying to tell my my son you know how to put gas in a chainsaw my son's just looking at him like yeah bro i mean i use this chainsaw every day so i you know i'm good but, yeah, um, and that's tough. You know, I get guys that, that want to hire on and say that, you know, well, I work for another fence company, this and that. And I'm like, well, you know, we don't really build fence like everybody else. And they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, I want $1,000 an hour and I'm going to come run okay. it through. And I'm like, let's go ahead and see how you make out the first week. And, you know, we'll discuss, you know, that after the first week. And if you're, if you're worth $1,000 a day at the end of the week, I'll pay you that. Yes. I'll pay you that. Of and like the second day in, I'll show up at the yard and I'm like, hey man, how's it going? Um, you, you ready to run a crew? He's like, uh, I, I've never built fence like this before. Yep. Like, yeah. Like, this is we're doing things differently, you know? Exactly. So. Oh, I get that all the time. Man, Mitchell just taught us, taught us fence church. Oh. Okay. I like that. Hey, Josh. Like church. You got the gospel in here, baby. Hey, so Tessa, uh, you guys, the name of your company is what? Eternal? Eternal? Etern Eternity. Eternity. Shame on me. Eternity Fence or Fencing. Fencing. Eternity Fencing. Mm -hmm. So you guys, I see your post. First of all, I always like when somebody shares their pictures, okay? And you guys are doing a good job, like a really good job. You always can tell when somebody is, is like really focused on detail and, and your branding. I see the little... What's it, an infinity? Is that what you call it? What's it? Yeah, like? it's kind of like an infinity thing, but you know, we yeah. just integrate it, you know, kind of subconscious. Yeah, I like how you're, you're, you're marking your stuff with it. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. But one thing I, I hear you chime in uh, about uh, you guys are really 
own the Mr. Fence Tools plant. I see you guys in the thumper. I see you bragging about it. How's yeah. that work for you? I mean, so far, so good. We just got the, I don't know if you can see them behind me, but we just got. Uh, All got I see is a Miller Lite sign and a weed eater. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, we've got a couple of Sean's tools. Um, I mean, as you can see, I've, I've got a wood jig. I've got yeah. Sean's jig. I ain't got no string line back there. <laughs> yeah, no string line, gang. You heard that, Dan Wheeler? No yeah, string line. Tools. Yeah. So, so one of the reasons I bring that up, uh, you being a lady of fence, we've got one lady that works on the fence line here at Jack's Fence Company. Her name's Caitlin. Okay. And kind of a cool thing today, uh, the crew that she's working on, they 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 began a uh, installation of it's like a four hundred and twenty dollar four hundred and twenty foot fence. Okay. What type of fence? And what type of fence? Privacy. Six foot, yeah, privacy, wood. All right, and so <clears throat> you got to celebrate the small wins. Mm -hmm. Caitlin railed this fence by herself today, mm. and that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, she's been yeah. with us for like two months, three months, mm -hmm. and she railed an entire 400 foot fence by herself. Her crew leader. Brandon said she was right on my butt. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, we were setting post mm -hmm. and she was right coming up right behind us. So yeah. the thing is, not only is it, how long has Caitlin been with you? Two months, maybe. Two months. Not only that. And half that time she's been on jury duty. She got selected for jury duty. I'm still over that. That's a side note. That's so, so two months, she was on jury, jury duty for how long? A week or two? Several days, you know. Okay. So a week. So she's been with you six, seven weeks. Did you ever think that you would have someone that was six to seven weeks on the crew that would be not only railing a fence but railing it by themselves? Mm -hmm. And she did her. Well, I think what I'm trying what I'm trying to get at is Tessa, <laughs> and I, and you know, and look, Mister Fence Tools, he doesn't he doesn't do anything for my fence life except, you know what, put out some pretty damn good tools. That have changed my business, obviously changed Cannons, and and has changed yours, huh, Tessa? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I like the way that Sean puts it. You know, we all have our ways of building, and that's great. You know, what works for one person may not work for another. It's not so much, hey, it works for me. It you got to make it work for you. Mm -hmm. But what I like about Sean's tools is that it's so simplified, and it's just like you can literally put someone who has very little to no experience show you know of course that they're you know have, have a brain um and even not but you know you can kind of show them one or two times look this is what you do this is what you do and this is what you do and turn them loose and you know i mean if you got a quality you know guy then i mean they're gonna start, oh, girl. Oh, girl. Gonna start rock and rolling oh girl <laughs> So, yeah, or girl, of course. Um, but, I mean, that's the great thing about Sean's tools, you know. Not that they're, you know, hey, you know, you, you should replace your, all, the, all, all that you know and all that you do for the past 25 years experience. But, hey, you know what? Don't knock it until you try it. Because, I mean, like Thumper. I mean, oh, yeah, we have Thumper, too. 
Thumper is like my ultimate favorite because I mean, dude, I'm I'm literally I'm like five two. And I mean, trying to lift a big old sledgehammer that's like way above my head. I mean, that shit hurts my back, bro. And it's like I ain't young anymore. Does and it make you feel safer to have it? Yeah, I mean, it's the way it's engineered. You know, it's like it's just it's I can't, awesome. stop, laugh. I can't <laughs> stop laughing at the scroll at the bottom of the screen. Oh yeah, I like that one. See, <laughs> I mean, Thumper is like awesome because. It takes so much of the weight off of your, you know, all the, all the elbow grease, and it just it makes it more simple and less on your body. And hey, man, I mean, this is a rough job. It, you know, it's wear and tear on our trucks, wear and tear on our tools, wear and tear on on our bodies. And I mean, I love this. I don't, I don't want to quit anytime soon. I don't want to be laid up in bed, you know. So, I mean, I want to be fencing when I. In a wheelchair if I have to, but you, you know, Sean have to make me some kind of wheelchair uh, attachment. <laughs> but I mean, that that's the cool thing about his tools is that you know, it's. I mean, it'll help anyone. It doesn't matter if you're new. Have you uh, have you got an X Man? I just got it today. Mm -hmm. The blue one is it blue or what is it? Yeah, is it blue? Yeah, it's that blue one back there. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to use it yet, but I'm gonna figure it out tomorrow when I go set some posts in my yard just to play around with this it. This is a good question from Scott Jarrett here. Scott says, Do you do anything special to help protect the post from getting wet with concrete or concrete dust on them? That's a good question. Hmm. Tessa? Mm -hmm. Help protect the posts from getting wet concrete or concrete dust on them. Yeah, like you know how it shows up on them. Yeah, it just gets on them like aluminum. Oh, yeah. so, doing aluminum. Right. so what we do whenever we're setting, and of course, I mean, this is just me. I'm, I, I'm, I can be tough to work for, and I mean, I'll be hovering over the guys like, don't you spill no concrete on that post, you know? So you know, the, the first few days that they set posts, a new guy, you know, they're just you know making a mess. I'm like, nah, man, you know, you don't want to do that because then you're going to have to come back later. And like, trust me, when it's time to go and you're wrapping up, you just want to get out of there. You don't want to go spend another hour cleaning up posts. Wiping it down. Yeah. Right. So what we do is we take a water hose and as soon as we're done setting, you know, we'll, we'll go three or four posts down and then we'll go back and just kind of spray it off and make it look good. So that way it's less clean up afterwards. That's what we do. Sorry. So tell, tell me, uh, tell us about eternity fence, man. Is it your turn? No, no, man. I'm sorry. I had right. a, I what is what's 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 the corporate structure at eternity defense looks like? What do what do you what is what what hats are you wearing? Uh, what's everybody else doing? Let's tell us more about how this thing is set up. Let's see. So I mean, I'm I mean I'm a control freak, so you know I kind of got to I got to have my hands on everything. I like the idea of sending the guys out you know, me hanging back at the office and, you know, taking care of the office stuff. And I do that. Um, I like doing that on certain days of the week. But man, I can't do that for too long because I'm, you know, I got that itch and I want to go out there and I want to go get my hands dirty and, you know, I want to put some mud on my truck and, you know. Um, so, so you sell and, and sometimes it'll help build, right? I do. So typically when I'm out building, I mean, I'll leave my phone in the truck and everything goes to voicemail. And then on my on my home days, you know, when I'm here at the office, then it's, 
you know, I'm going over all the voicemails, going over all the texts, emails, everyone who contacted me for offense over the last day or two. And then I kind of, you know, I, that's how I start my pre-qualification process. And, you know, I can kind of tell just on their, their tone or text if, you know, they're just kind of shopping or they need a fence like yesterday. And I kind of, you know, prioritize those and just go down that list. Um, so have you thought about maybe finding yourself a uh, stay-at-home mom or somebody that your phone to on the days that you're out in the field just to answer the phone and take messages and I've, maybe know. text you if there's an emergency call. The reason why I'm saying that is, is <clears throat> because I can't tell you how many people call our office and say, you're the only person that answered the phone. So you got the job. Yeah, I, I get that a lot. Um, I mean, it's something I've thought about, but then it's that whole, I, I don't, part of my conversation with a client because more often than not, I sell a job on the phone without even going to their actual property. And in order to do that, you have to have a special conversation with them. Oh, no, I understand. I was just saying just to answer. That's so hard to get in, in, in someone else, you know, anyone else that I've had, that I've had thus far, they're just answering a phone and, you know, getting some information. And to me, that's just too monotonous. I'm waiting right. for that right one. So let's talk about that special. Kind of, what, what, do you, what, do you, what, are you, what are you looking for? What are you trying to accomplish? In the company? No, the special conversation you said. Yeah. You said you oh, in the conversations? Well, you know, of course, they're, they're calling me for something. Um, they had a reason to pick up the phone and call me. So I want to find out what that reason is. You know, why are you calling me? Yeah, what, right. It's like you called me. What what do you want? No. Um that it's always something, you know, either they just moved in and one of these wood fences I did a couple weeks ago. The the client just moved here from California. Um she had purchased the property sight unseen. Side note, do you guys do you guys are you guys seeing a lot of that East Tennessee? Oh yeah, definitely. We are too. We're, we're, seeing, we're seeing more and more people move from California out this way. Mm -hmm. There, it's either um, it's cheaper here, or they just want to get out of the state. Politics going on, politics, or just simple things. I had one guy moved out because he's like, "Look, man, I love my truck, and I can't have it and be able to feed my family at the same time." Right. It's crazy, man. You know. Yeah. So we, the guy, so the, so the guy bought. Sorry. No. So uh, he, he bought his home, or sh they bought their home sight unseen, and called me from California, and we talked about fence. And, I mean, I contracted her before she even set foot in Tennessee. So, um, you know, of course, I, th and that's why she needed a fence before they moved in was because they have several children. I mean, I think she had like five, five or six children. Oh, wow. And the neighbor next door they had a fence as well they had a four foot aluminum fence with four super massive pit bulls that you know just were crazy and so undoubtedly she had heard about this from the homeowners association mm -hmm. before 
even moving. So she knew that she needed a fence because she's got, you know, several children. And I mean, it's when you got a lot of children like that, it's, you know, you got to kind of have them contained. Um, I mean, we hear all, all kinds of things. I just had a client who signed today and her, they just moved in as well. And her neighbor, you know, bless him. He, you know, he's, he's a veteran. He's got PTSD. Um, he's got some dementia go going on and he keeps going into her backyard and trying to open her back door, like to go in her home, but he's not malicious. He's just, he doesn't know any better. And she's like, well, I don't want to hurt his feelings, you know, and tell him to shoe. So I'm going to get a fence. When I get out of town customers that aren't living here in the state, they're like, hey, we're going to be moving there in four to five weeks. Um, they're building our house. Or we're going to be moving there in a few months. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, obviously, they, they pay the on-site consultation fee, which they're not there. But we go out, we do some measuring. Mm -hmm. My guys know, and so does Kirsten, my assistant, they're like, hey. You know what? We understand you're out of town. While we're on site, um, you want us to take some pictures of the house and send it to you? Mm -hmm. You know, so then uh, would you do that? That would be great. We were wondering if they got this or that done. Hey, no problem. We're going to be out there taking pictures anyway. So mm -hmm. we'll send them pictures. And then what, what, app, what app are you using? Uh, for that, we're using Company Cam for that. So uh, what do you call it? So then I always shoot them a text. You know, hey, Miss Tessa, Dan Blanc, Defense King here. My salesman mentioned that you're in California and you're not going to be moving here for a few months. I just want to let you know that we'll do anything that we can to help you during this process. And look, mm -hmm. I understand you might not know anybody here. And if you need to, just give us a call. We'll run out to your site, take some pictures, and give you some updates if you want to know something that's going on. We'll be that liaison. And I tell you what, 99% of those jobs, we get just because they feel like they made a friend yeah. yep. and that's all it takes so it's the emotional connection you, you know i mean I, I i really try to make that client feel and this is why i mean i'm pretty particular on on who i hire as a client um i'm, I'm real particular on who i pick because i mean there has to be an emotional connection there. You know, I don't want them to feel like they're just an invoice or just a job. Um, I mean, I literally remember everyone by, by their fence. I may not remember their name per se, you know, if I see them out, you know, at Home Depot or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you're the four foot aluminum, you know, that we did last year and um, so-and-so lane. And they're like, oh yeah. So that's how, you know. How long you've been doing fencing? As a business about yeah. six years just here in tennessee mm -hmm. give it a little time oh. i ride down the street now and i'm like uh oh wow we did that job <laughs> <laughs> I that look familiar the day comes where you don't remember every job every Man, that's a nice fence over there oh wow that's mine <laughs> <laughs> that day will come give it time when you start growing huh cannon you, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you just you don't i used to I used to know every single one of them, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, those days are long gone. So did, aren't you from uh, Texas? I am. So you were living in Texas, ended up moving to East Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And weren't you trying to utilize maybe my salesman to help you do some fencing in Texas while you in Tennessee? Do, do I have that story correct? Right. So, um, 
I've been trying to work on the subcontracting end of things, mm-hmm. you know, just to kind of, it's a challenge. So that was kind of one of my things. Cause I've got lots of friends, lots of family back in Texas who all need fence, but I mean, I can't travel 1400 miles, you know, just to go do their, their fence. But on the other hand, I want to make sure that, you know, they're getting the proper fence. So, um, that's where I started into, into my subcontracting aspect. And it's a little difficult, especially that far away. Um, because I have to micromanage and that means, you know, okay, I got to go to Texas, you know, once a month and I'm particular, you know, if it's going to have my name on it, I want it built right. So it there, you come to the, you come to that, um, to that issue. Is this person, as soon as I turn my back, are, are they going to set the post at 12 inches because they don't want to break a rock, you know, right, are, right. Are, are they going to mix the concrete right? Or, you know, do that thing with concrete that nobody likes to do. Um, we won't go there, but you know, I don't know if they're going to cut corners behind my back and I'm 1400 miles away. So it's, it's been a challenge. Um, but we, we, we have a couple crews down there that we work with um, who are great installers who we're also trying to mentor and lead up. So should that need arise, I've got someone on standby in my area. So not only, not only are you running a fence company in Tennessee with your son that's been building fence since he was 12, 12. right? Right. You're, you're reaching out 1,400 miles away and dabbling in subcontractor work in Texas. Mm-hmm. And you have, and you're, you're a single mom. Yep. And you have how many little ones at home that you're having to juggle? Well, James included, but he's not little. I've got four. So <laughs> the James will be 20 next couple weeks. Um, my oldest daughter, Noelle, she's nine. Natalie's eight. And then Noah just had his birthday today. So he's the big six. Wow. Wow. I've got a fence crew in the making. Can you imagine that, Ken? <laughs> I can tell you right now, I couldn't do that. I couldn't run a fence company. It's tough. Worry, worry about subcontracted crews 1,400 miles away and juggle kids in school and donuts with mom and Oh yeah. You know? It takes a village. It really does. It's it's hard. Well, and I mean, I don't even have family or anything up here. So, you know, I, I rely on a lot a lot on, you know, some of my really good friends. They help and support me a lot, you know. Hey, you know, I'm I'm stuck in traffic. Can you, you know one of the kids is sick, you know, can can you go pick pick them up? Um I ha- you know, I've got some I've got a good support system here, but it's still tough. I mean, um, just trying to, it's, I got to manage the family kind of like I manage the business and I manage the business kind of like I manage the, the family. So, right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough being a single mom, but being a single mom on top of, a, you know, running a fence company too, because I mean, this, this, this isn't, it's not painting. So, you know, this is a tough industry. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. Um, I just finished reading a book, Clockwork, by uh, Mike Mikalkowitz, and it's really helped me let go of some of the micromanaging, and it's made a huge difference mm-hmm. um, in the business. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is, I mean, your son's been doing this eight years, 
So he's probably at a point to where when something goes awry on the job, he can probably handle it. it. Oh, yeah. He's got it. Why are you putting my phone number up there? (laughs) Oh, boy. I thought now might be a good time. If you got something that you want to ask Dan or or Tessa or myself, even call this number. We want to test it out. If anybody is willing, please call. 99 cents a minute. 985-789-7046. You can be on the air live <laughs> right now. Oh, man. I want somebody to call. If nobody else will, I will. <laughs> You're going to be on there twice, huh? <clears throat> but um, anyway, that book has uh, really helped me, Tessa, on let go of some things. I'm going to check that out. To free me up, you know, and I'm the reason why I'm telling you that is it sounds like you need to be freed up some. It wouldn't hurt. So, yeah, we got a new thing here at the office, and it's funny because my son kind of tossed it in my face this morning. <clears throat> you only come to me if you have a question that is unusual. You got a circumstance or a question that is unusual. Everything else, we've crossed that bridge before. We've got enough team members in here that, um, you know what, somebody's got the answer or somebody's dealt with it and somebody's done it. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the other thing is I uh, just implemented this Tuesday. Today is day two. Um, if you make a decision, if it can be reversed. So if it's a reversible decision – you know what? Make the decision and so be it. But if it's an irreversible decision, something that we can't change, then you need to come see me. But other than that, don't come see me. And Dylan walked in my office. He's like, uh, so I made a irreversible decision today. <laughs> oh. Oh. Like, what? <laughs> Hold up. Didn't we just have this conversation less than 48 hours ago? But uh, he was just giving me a hard time. It was something real simple. But that's what I started doing. And I've noticed, Ken and I were having this conversation yesterday. I noticed that I've got more time to work on the business and get things done that I need to get done. You know, right. like adding adding a um, you know theft to our, our general liability policy and dealing with the insurance agent and, you know, stuff like that. Um, it doesn't only alleviate the time, you know, that that consumes, but it also alleviates, you know, the space in, in your in your mind, you know, from having to tackle that issue. I had the same conversation with my son about to at the end of 2020 and because I, I was so overwhelmed with everything and not just physically, but mentally as well. And I, I just told him, I said, look, when you're out on the field, make a decision every job is going to have some sort of something that you're going to have to troubleshoot mm-hmm. it's it just it happens every single job i mean we may hit an irrigation line or we may hit a water line or you know right doesn't rack right or what whatever the case may be there's always something and i told him you don't have to call me for every little thing make a decision you're the crew leader so if it's not a dire, you know, life and death situation, leave me out of it and make the decision. And I tell you what, he was a little, he was a little perturbed at first, but since then he started making these decisions and saw that not only that I entrusted him, 
but that he could do it. And I think that just, I mean, that brought him up to a whole higher level in his, you know, his confidence. And I mean, once his confidence opened up, game over. So. Yeah, well, not only that, it it gives him self-worth. It makes him feel like they're part of the company Mm -hmm. and that their opinion matters. Yep. And And when they make mistakes, they have ownership to their mistakes as well. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's a big part of our industry is we learn by mistakes. You know, none of us have this inset in our head on we weren't born with how to build fence. You know, we just we build fence and we learn through trial and error sometimes and through mistakes and, you know, troubleshooting. It's like, okay, now I know how to do that. Well, I posted that YouTube video of uh, of uh, Matt Warner, mm-hmm. and he said in there, I watched the thing twice. It was really a great story to really get to know who Matt is. He's really got a great heart. And um, he said in there that, and he's like, of course, every great idea has been stolen. Mm-hmm. But to fail, you learn. And, and he said fail is yep. it's part of learning. first attempt in learning, mm-hmm. you know. Man, when he said that, I went ahead and Googled fail and the uh, acronym and found me a picture of it, sent it to my print guy. I'm like, print this sucker. Mm -hmm. I'm framing it. We're putting it in the office because you know what? The only way these guys are going to learn by making a wrong decision. Right. Yeah, it's going to cost us money. Yeah, it's going to cost us time. It may cost us a customer. But you know what? They're going to learn. You're not going to do it again. You're Mm -hmm. never going to do it again. And then to, to kind of emphasize that, man, you and I, we both have started listening to Andy Frisella, right? Oh, yeah. I love it. I heard, I heard him talking about the same thing the other day. Uh, you know, when somebody makes a mistake, you, you, you just don't crucify him, you know? A lot of times, you know, somebody makes a, a $3,000 mistake, you just want to go fire them, right? But the reality of it is, 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 Dan, you and I, we make the same mistakes. Tessa, you probably make those same mistakes. We make big dollar. I mean, if you tell me you haven't made a big dollar mistake, you haven't been doing this long enough. You know what I mean? Right. I have made some thousands of dollars of mm-hmm. errors. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't fire myself, right? Right. And so we have to we have to address those people with the same humility and the same, uh, you know, the same. Uh, empathy that we have for ourselves you know we don't fire ourselves let's not fire that person either and, right. and this is what andy was saying when I, on that same subject was so he made a two thousand dollar mistake you got to fire him and you replace him with somebody and they make the right. same they make the same mistake right more to hire him and train them and you know lost well, all the money yeah oh yeah but yeah you make the mistake once and then you have a real conversation you say hey look man yeah, that hurts. You can't you can't do that. You know? But you keep him on your team and he doesn't do it anymore, you know? But you fire him and replace him and and, and, and it's just not as good. But Dan, you're talking about uh, a while ago listening to, to or, or, or you said something about a book. Um, anyways, and you talk about Matt Warner. I want you to tell us tell what is the book that you got on Amazon uh, you're passing out. I think that was a cool Oh, so um, I've got uh, got them right here, man. I got a stack of these babies. Let me grab one of them. Sorry, guys. So I've got all these books. Oh, and there's his for dummies. We do Monday morning meetings. Okay? It ain't got nothing to do with fence. I, I love this. It has nothing to do with fence, and it's called uh, – it's by Brett Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. 
mm-hmm. stuff every man should know. It's a little bitty book. I didn't realize it was that small. Yeah, small, man. So, um, I could read that. It's got stuff like uh, tips for selecting a good cigar, you know? 15 wardrobe essentials, the perfect attire for every occasion, how to tie a tie, you know, just things that you don't think about. You're reading through here and you're like, oh, man, the only knot you'll ever need to know. So I just felt like, you know, some of these guys that, that are working for me, they're going to have kids and, and you know, if they don't already have them. And this is stuff they need to know, you know. Well, I can tell you right now, I, I don't know how to pick out the right cigar. I don't know. No, I don't. How to tie the guys, and I'll tell you what, man, this scared me. He said it, and I looked at him like, what, what did you just say? He goes, man, I, I, I'd like to know how to change a tire. And I was like, What? <laughs> I looked at Dylan. I was like, "Next week safety meeting, we're teaching these guys how to change a tire." <laughs> you know. So, so anyway, I got the books, and then I wrote a little something. I wrote a little something in them. You know, to uh, be like, "Hey, you know, I'm proud of you, man." You know, um, or, or whatever the case is. And I made each one of them personal, and I signed it, Dan F K. And I'm hoping they don't end up on the floorboard of their cars and. <laughs> But Dan, I, I, I love that idea, man. And I think it's like stupid important that when somebody comes to you, first of all, that they can come to you and say, man, I don't know how to do that. But that has to be open. You know what I mean? Because yeah. mm-hmm. what's worse is that they feel fearful to tell you that, man, I don't know how to change a tire. You know, like yeah. that should not be something that anybody should be ashamed of. If you don't know, you don't know. I mean, damn. Like, well, whose fault is That's not your fault. You know what I mean? Like, guys. Guys my age and a little older might be like, what? You don't know how to change a tire? No, I don't know. Look, man, these kids are growing up in a different generation. How many more single family, single mom homes are there? Or how many people out there, you know, like my dad was a big part of my life, but it wasn't until I got into my 20s. So I, I never went fishing with my dad. Never went hunting with my dad. It was always somebody else's dad. Right. Now, my dad passed on his business sense and so forth to me and how to run a business and, and, and that kind of stuff. But he didn't teach me how to tie a tie. I had somebody else's dad teach me, and I had somebody else's dad taking me to Cub Scouts because my mom was like, you need to be in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts because I don't know this stuff. Right. So I had other people's dads doing that. So. Um, I just think it's going to be a great book, and I've been doing reading a lot on leadership, and you have to recognize your people, and give them recognition, and 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 all that means a lot, you know. Um, I see here, uh, Oscar said, "You don't fail, you don't learn," and he's, and he's right about that. But I'm getting down to Dylan. Dylan here says I make mistakes all the time, and. I am really big on, hey, guys, I effed up. I screwed up. So let's just take it on the chin. Let's get it done. Let's mm-hmm. move forward. Next time, we're not Roll doing it, and we know better. I, I will own up to being wrong so quick because, you know, you lead by example. Right. You know? And, yeah, I am lucky to have Dylan. Dylan's been a great uh, – and I'm very – I'm very lucky to have Kirsten. Kirsten's my assistant, and uh, um, I told this story. She's probably going to kill me right now. Kirsten, if you're listening, um, we, uh, Dylan, we had a a birthday dinner for Dylan Friday night, 
and right down the street from this restaurant is is a bar with a with an outside patio area on the street and we were all hanging out having a few drinks and i'm like look i've been up you know like 20 hours i gotta get home and you know everybody gives okay bye give you a little hug you know and i got a hug from kirsten and she gave me this hug like it caught my attention i was like okay and i got in the, uh my driver picked us up and i'm like telling pepper like man i just got the weirdest hug from kirsten she's like what do you mean i was like it wasn't like a ah, see you later hug and it wasn't like a ooh hug it was like a like i appreciate you hug like 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 she was hugging her dad you know and i don't i don't want to look like a dad figure but like hugging her brother or something you know and um it's like man that felt good and i thought about that and the next day saturday i'm at home and i'm or i'm at the office and i'm thinking about it and i'm like you know reading these books and feeding myself into leadership and how to take care of my people it's paying off and that hug at one o'clock in the morning outside of a bar on a friday night was like that's what i needed that that gave me the strength to go you know what i'm, I'm ready for my next book because what i'm doing is mattering that's right mattering, you know so um anyway I well you have to look at it like you know i mean we're we're leaders you know and we're gonna have interactions with all different kind of personalities and a lot i mean it's just like you said a lot of these young men are, are i mean especially in this age a lot of these young men i'm seeing a lot don't know how to be men and i'm like you know they're 18 19 years old i mean not my i'm, I'm used to my son and i mean my son had to be a man you know at a very in his teens you know he had to grow up and you know grab his kahanas and and, and be a man yeah. Yeah. And so when we have these other young guys come in, they're like, oh, it's hot or oh, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, bro, like, man up, you know. And I've really had just standing back, just kind of watching him like, you know, it's it's really sad that a lot of and even if they have a dad in the household. They still aren't being taught to be men like like our generation was. So we as leaders in this industry um you know we really have to kind of teach them these small things you know how to use a hammer you know how how to hold a screwdriver you know how to you know use them what's the engineer side of a measuring tape versus the other side you know yeah, yeah. Um, i have no idea i mean <laughs> 30, you get those you I mean, can buy 300 foot tapes right one side is a surveyor's tape it's in hundreds and the other side is in inches right. so when you read a survey canon a lot of times they'll have a footprint of the house on the survey with the property lines and they'll have a footprint of the house for the actual measurements of the slab and then they'll have a measurement from this from the house slab over to the property line and it might say 5.7 feet that's not five foot seven that's 5.7 foot on a, mm -hmm. uh, on, a um, on a on a surveyor's tape is what i call it so if you grab five foot seven inches and you flip the tape over you'll look and it's really um, like five like foot. Five, so, yeah. Yeah. It's actually more. So you could screw up real easy. Mm -hmm. And I, every, every one of my trucks has a 300 foot tape that has inches on one side and it has the hundreds on the other side for uh, a surveys tape because we use surveys a lot. Yep. 
Yeah, that's a big deal. It'll uh, when you're dealing with a lot of surveys like we do in residential um, uh, fence building, that's a necessity. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, yeah I mean, you, you know, it's we, we have to take this opportunity. I feel like you know God puts us in in our places for a reason, and I mean, what the hell was that? Uh, I live right on the interstate. It was eighteen wheeler. Wow. <laughs> Backing in, backing in the driveway. <laughs> Pulled um, up in the driveway, huh? right? I literally, it's like the interstate is like fifty feet on an engineer. Interstate what? I seventy five. Have I ever told you how much I hate I seventy five going south of uh, oh, yeah, I ten? No matter where you're at, it's going down to Tampa. Oh my god! Oh, Dude, oh when, we're on, when we are on I ten headed east. And we come up on I-75 to go south to Tampa. I'm just like, I look over at Pepper and I'm like, oh, I-75. I hate I-75 <sighs> to Florida. It's just so, I mean, it's boring. It's like, it's hate like it. boring. Hate it. There's nothing like, I'm the speed limit's speed. like 65 and everybody's doing 95. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Um, well, Tessa, what do you want to leave us with? You got anything you want to just like really get out there? Oh, man. time here. Those are hard questions. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I really reiterate on, on the mistakes. It's like Oscar said, if you don't fail, you don't, you, you know, that's that's how we learn. I mean, nobody has, there's no 100% right way. And I see that a lot in the groups and everyone's like, oh, you know, I do it right. You you do it wrong, blah, 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 blah. That. You know, I mean, and it's, there's a difference between the technicalities of building versus the styles of building. So, mm -hmm. you know, that of course we have our standards, we have our industry standards that I mean should absolutely be followed because they're there for a reason. But, you know, whether someone uses a string line or, you know, the straightaway or they eyeball it or whatever, you know, it's that doesn't come out of our ASTM standards. That's just someone's way of building. Right. I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> um, so, but I mean, you, you know, guys, just, you know, find what works for you and, and roll with it. And don't, I mean, don't dwell on the mistakes because we're going to make them. We're going to make those $4,000 mistakes or the $40,000 mistakes. And uh, you, you, you know what? Just don't dwell on it. Just Fix it and move on and, you know, just keep going because that's the only way to survive. Well, look, you're an inspiration. Um, just all that you do, you, you're running running a fence company in Tennessee, trying to get one going in Texas 100%. Single mom, four kids. And a female. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Which is cool. That's 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 an inspiration right there. There's a I, don't, lot. I don't want to stress that she's a woman, but it's just that it's she's tough. She's a woman in a man's industry. She's conquering things. And I think it is hope for other women out there. They're like, hey, you know what? I can do this. And guys, too. I mean, how many single guys, uh, you, you know, single dads are there out there, you know, who are doing this same thing? I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I feel for any of you guys, you know, who are being single dads. I mean, that's it's it's tough. Hey, people don't know. You look at Kevin Nelson down in. uh, Yeah. Oh, he's not in Jacksonville. He's in uh, Panama City, maybe or whatever. Yeah, Panama City Beach. Oh God, he's gonna kill me. I can't remember his wife's name, but uh, 
she she's the backbone of that company, bro. She runs Thanks, everything. Martin. You know, she's uh she runs that show, man. Kevin's just out there putting up fence and him and I'll talk and he's like, Well, I gotta run it by the wife. She runs the show. She runs the office, I run the field, you know. She's running that whole thing. And he's like, Man, she'll come out on that job and get on everybody's butt at some like that. You know, so that's that's inspiring. It really is. Anyway. But Tessa, thanks for joining us tonight. We'll do it again sometime. I had fun. Oh. It was awesome. Definitely. It was great finally putting a face with the uh the name and the comments. I know everybody keeps saying that. So, you know, we I still gotta have some of the incognito. So You got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> well look, it was great. It was great having you. And uh we look forward to the next time uh we run into you. Maybe we'll see you at Fence Tech in Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Is it Oklahoma City? I got in trouble for how it I do is, that. It is. Bye, Tessa. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Have a good night. Bye. Hey, man. That was good, wasn't it? It was good. I should have played some type of little uh, new sound effects that we got. <laughs> we were going to have way too much fun. That's really thing. cool. Yeah, guys, we got this new mixing board. Cannons is uh, on the way, right, Cannon? Uh, yeah. UPS, UPS has misplaced it. Uh, <laughs> you know, how the, you know how the mail is these days. It's, it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of so uh, it's got all these great little sound effects on it and stuff that we can play with. We can even add. So play, uh, play the intro again. I think you played the wrong one the first time. Do you have a different one? No, this is the one that we listened to. No, the, the one we listen, the one we like, doesn't have the beeps. Remember, it starts with the progression. Yeah, hold on. I got it right now. You said the wrong one the first time. Play. That's it. Look, Cannon Johnson and Dan Blanc are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. I like it, bro. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Fence fan? Welcome. It's Wednesday. That means tomorrow is trash day here in Medina, Tennessee. This is my fence life. I'm your host, Cannon. This is my best friend, Dan. And we're going to have a great time. Dan, what's up, my man? What is up, dude? That song is fire. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I think it's going to get some people uh, get some people psyched and ready to go for the podcast. I'm excited. I'm. Uh, hey, what do you think about this? Uh, with them glasses, man. I don't know, man. I think she was trying to be mysterious. She is very mysterious. Well, it's mysterious. She was had that. Uh, what's that song, man? Neon, Neon Moon. <laughs> We're gonna have to play that. Neon Moon. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. I, I find her very intriguing. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how many other people out there enjoyed this podcast, but just hearing what she's doing and how she's doing it and what she's juggling. You know, like you got Kirsten up there with the, you know, the fire thing. I watch what she's doing, man. You know, she's, uh, she's got to run and drop, drop. I think she drops Madeline off or maybe Jove, um, is dropping Madeline off, but then she's got to bring a baby to the, to daycare. Then she's here for eight o'clock. She works here. Uh, she works here all, uh, all day. Then she knocks off, goes and gets the baby. Stops at the grocery store, goes home and cooks. Then she's got, you know, two more babies at home. Because I know Jove. 
Ove's a big baby too, you know. And then she's got Madeline, and she's doing all that. And and look, man, I'll get an email at eight o'clock at night. <laughs> oh me, <I'm> like, <laughs> excuse me. Bless you, man. I'm like, yeah. look at this email, and I'll talk to her the next day. I'm like, were you working at eight o'clock? She's like, yeah, I'm just kind of laying in bed watching my show. So a couple emails came through, so I took care of them, you know. So, uh, yeah, man. So for this lady to be running a business, not you just pushing a clock. That's you know what I like, though, is how she was talking about answering the phone but having that special conversation. Yeah. Not just being a cold, monotone, like, uh, you know, what kind of fence do you want? Or, yeah, do this or do that, you know, having a conversation with people. And that is something that we are preaching and working and focusing on heavily here at Jackson Fence Company. If you call Jackson Fence Company tomorrow, it is my wish, okay, within two minutes of calling us, you're on the phone with the salesperson. I'm talking about your fence. Yeah, call. Like, challenges, man. Challenges. Calling. My problem is, is when I call, Sheena's like, uh, Dan, how did she know it was me? Dan? How do you know it was me? She's like, uh, your accent. Follow <laughs> so. Dan. We're, we're going to have a salesperson ready to talk to you. We're not going to just tell you, to, hey, go do this or go do that. Go fill out this form. We're going to talk to you about your fence and your needs. And I, I think that's special. I think that's special. Yeah. Nobody nobody wants to make an appointment today. Nobody wants to call me, tell well, back up and go this way. And so, I don't know, when Tessa said that, that's what she's doing is trying to have a special conversation with these people when they call her. I felt that, you know, I think that's that Tennessee vibe. I'm feeling it too. Yeah, so. man, I like what you're doing. That's a great idea and how you're, you know, I'm not going to give away your secret of what you're doing, but I think it's great. Just talking to people. That's all. It's not, it's not a secret, you know, so well, like, how you're making it work in your company, you know, your process and procedures, I think is great. What you ended up doing, you know, it's working yeah. out well. And we're, we're, we're kind of adapting that a little bit. I love how we do a lot of the same things. I learned a lot from you, man. You know? <laughs> I do. I learn a lot from you. I take in a lot of things that you do or tweak it. Well, Dad, I've got kids at home. i got a wife at home. i got Benji in the next room. I think he's probably still watching and working at the same time. I hope he's not drunk. Benji, don't. I hope you didn't. Did he take the bottle of whiskey with him when he came in? Uh, he, he he made a, he mixed the glass. I made the last and walked out. Oh, no, he left the bottle. Thank goodness. So uh, yeah, Benji's been here, man, hanging out. Well, not hanging out. He's been working. He's been killing it, killing it. Y'all go to myfencelife.com. I want you to see what Benji did with our website. Uh, did you get a chance to see it today? I saw it. It's pretty dope. The hero. I'm sorry. I'm nerding out on y'all. The hero is the top section of the website. You put a video of clips of Ken and I on on uh, on uh, the show, and put a little splash of yellow in the uh, in the website. I kind of like it, man. It's looking good. Updated all the YouTube channels. He's working hard, and uh, we got big things coming for that website. Big things. But then I'm gonna go home and be with my family. You do the same. Yeah, me too, man. I'm going to go thanks have a for, Yeah, thanks for another Wednesday. See you, buddy. All right, man.